0: Good evening, folks. I am Fred Houston, your host of the Stone and Tile Show. And I guess right off the bat, I want to apologize for last week. We didn't have a show scheduled for last week. I got called out of town on a kind of interesting inspection that we'll talk about uh, on another show. Uh, But before I get into this week's topic, which I think is pretty interesting, um, let me mention that I do have a few openings left on the seminar coming up in Las Vegas next year in January. I thought it was full. Uh, But I ended up changing locations and ended up getting a bigger conference room. So I do have an opening for for probably two or three more uh, individuals. So if you want to get involved in that Stone and Tile Inspection Seminar, uh, also a troubleshooting seminar, uh, just go ahead and send me an email or give me a a call. Uh, Just go to my website. All my information is on there at StoneForensics.com. All right. This week I got thinking about, you know, some of the things that, that I've talked about over the past 100 plus shows, as well as, you know, my 30 plus years experience in this industry, uh, helping, you know, restoration contractors, fabricators, installers, etc, with all their issues and all their problems. And, you know, I got thinking that rarely do we hear uh, people talk about their mistakes. And I just sat down the other day and was just kind of going through my head some of the mistakes I made, you know, as you know, in the very, very beginning and, and, and probably recently as well. I mean, we all make mistakes. And I thought it would kind of be an interesting show to share some of those mistakes with you, as well as to tell you the lesson I've learned in those those mistakes And uh, I did some research on on a few what I thought were interesting sayings. And I want to start out and and read some of these and I'll get into some of my unusual stories. And one of them was by Albert Einstein. And his quote is, anyone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. And that that is so true. I think most of the mistakes that I've made was actually trying, trying something new. Uh, Another famous quote is, is we learn from failure, not from success. And that was by Bram Stoker, who all you know as as, uh, Dracula. And then uh, I'll give you one last one here. I have others I'll I'll mention throughout the show. But this one was by Bill Gates. And everyone knows who Bill Gates is, founder of Microsoft. And this is something you guys out there that uh, our contractors uh, should take heed to. And that is your most unhappy customers. Are your greatest source of learning, which leads me into uh, some of the some of the mistakes or errors that I've made, and some of the some of the lessons I've learned in doing them. Now, if you want to share your story, uh, share some of the mistakes that you have made, uh, feel free to call me in if you're listening live. Which is the number is 323-870-3968. That's three two three. Eight seven zero three nine six eight, and I want to start out with with one that really I thought was going to cost me a lot, a lot of money and this was back in a day when I, I first got started I was in college, uh, I was working for the university at the time, and I, I had a part time uh, restoration slash installation business, and uh, I got this job here in Florida where they wanted – it was a guest house of all, of all things, but it was a fairly large guest house. It was probably in excess of 2,000 square feet, and they had a ton of Mexican tile. And for those of you who don't know what Mexican tile is, it's that it's – that you know, saltillo, clay-based tile, uh, very soft. Sometimes it's pickled or or painted. And what happened a lot here in Florida or had happened in the past a lot in Florida is they would put a product on there, and I won't mention the product name. You could buy it at Home Depot, and I'm not sure you still can or not, but it was basically a polyurethane. And it is a bear to get off tile. Uh, It requires some fairly nasty strippers, such as methylene chloride, although they're safer strippers now, and, uh, and lots and lots of water to rinse, rinse away. So we ended up getting this job, stripping this polyurethane off this Mexican tile floor. And it, I mean, we were using copious amounts of water. We were wet backing up, and I, I can't remember uh, how many times we had to empty our wet vacs, but I do remember it was a lot. Anyway, we got done with the job, We ended up putting, I think, a coat of acrylic on it or or whatever. I can't remember. But I think about a month after we got the job, got the check, check check cleared, customer was happy. We get a call from the customer that all their walls in this particular cottage, if you will, large 2,000-square-foot cottage, was mold and mildew all over the walls. And I'm like freaking out. Well, why is that our problem? Well, apparently their insurance adjuster came in and said, the reason there was so much mold and mildew on the walls is because of the amount of water, the humidity that we created inside of that room. And I I thought that was kind of unusual because, you know, I've done a lot of that work at the time and never had that issue. Well, I had to go take a look at it and I did. And it was, it was horrible. I mean, drywall had to be ripped out and, uh, Thank goodness, here's the lesson to this guys. Thank goodness I had insurance. Now, what had happened really wasn't our fault. Now, let me tell you why. We discovered through you know talking to the customer, talk, talking to various people, that when we were done with this floor, they closed the doors and windows to this particular cottage and turned the AC off. Now, this was in the middle of the summer here in Florida. Those of you that know Florida or have been in Florida uh, know how humid it can get here. I mean, humidity can reach, you know, 100% uh, in the summertime. So this this particular inside of this college was just soaking, soaking wet. And, and when I mean that, I mean very, very high humidity. And of course, with high humidity, there are more mold spores present all the time. Everything in that thing molded and mildew. It was a multi- tens of thousands of dollar restoration job. Thank goodness I had insurance. And what my insurance agent told me now, don't get me wrong, I'm not an expert uh, on insurances. And you might want to check this out with your, with your carrier. As long as the damage was caused to something that we were not working on, uh, our insurance would cover it. However, if it was something we were working on. So example, if uh, we were doing The tile and we ruined the tile. Our insurance wouldn't cover that because we're obviously supposed to be knowing what we're doing. Right. But in this case, it wasn't our fault. It was an adjacent surface, hence the walls, furniture, cabinets or whatever else was damaged. I can't remember. Uh, it, it actually covered it. So um, lesson to that particular mistake that we made. Well, I guess the, the mistake I should should have said to these people: make sure you leave the air conditioning on for you know several weeks because the air conditioner acts as a dehumidifier. I didn't do that, so that's looking in retrospect back on that. I should have I should have said that. Uh, but you know, I know a lot of you guys out there. Are working without insurance. This is one good reason, uh, because at the time I was a struggling contract and uh, if I had ended up paying for all that damage, I, it would have put me out of business. Uh, that that's that's for sure. Now, the second project, or and and this really isn't a mistake. It's it's really a mistake I could have made, but I got smart and, and learned this this lesson, and the the lesson is you want to be careful if you're going back to fix another contractor's error or another contractor's mistake or another contractor's issue. And this happened to me all the time where a contractor would get thrown off the job and our company was called in to, to, to rectify it. And this was a, a stone restoration job in a mansion, a very, very large residence. And uh, the contractor was taken forever to grind this floor and uh, they you know, they again they had mold and mildew uh, because they were in there for such a long period of time it was an unfinished house so the drywall is all exposed hadn't had paint on it that ought to have had to be replaced but of course that wasn't our fault it was obvious it wasn't our fault uh, when i went in to actually look at the job they didn't know they had mold and mildew in their drywall because the plastic was still put up around the perimeter of the house but i i kind of looked and I saw something dark behind one particular area, and I pulled the plastic back, and lo and behold. So at that point, I uh, notified the customer that, hey, look what you have here. We haven't been on a job, so we weren't getting blamed for it. But probably more importantly than that, as I'm looking around this job, there was a big, huge ballroom, for lack of a, a, a better description for this room, was a huge, looked like a ballroom, all marbled off to the side, there was a doorway. And the doorway kind of stepped down a a step or two into a library that was solid cherry wood. I mean, the floor was cherry wood, the cabinets are cherry wood, the bookshelves, the ceiling, everything was really, really uh, ritzy type. Well, I decided to walk down into that room. Now, we weren't doing the wood, we were doing the stone. But I said, you know what, let me check this room. And all the wood, and that particular library was warped, so I brought that to the attention to the customer because if I didn't notice that, and we took this job, which we ended up getting, and we ended up did, we would have been responsible for replacing that wood floor. Now, our insurance probably would have covered it. Uh, I don't know. Again, check with your insurance carriers. But the lesson there. to to learn that that could have been a potential mistake, a really, really bad mistake that uh, could have cost us, cost us a lot. So, you know, when you're looking at these jobs, whether you're an installer, whether you're a fabricator, whether you're a restoration contractor, make sure you really look at not only what you're working on, but also the materials adjacent to it. You know, I've had cabinets as a fabricator that were too weak to hold a particular stone that the customer chose. And uh, if you didn't catch that, if you didn't check the cabinets for that, uh, you could have, you'd could end up buying buying cabinets. So yeah, you want to definitely uh, look into that. All right, if you're listening here live, uh, if you've got a story to share. The phone number is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. And I'll continue with another one of my uh, nightmares that, and this was kind of interesting. It was interesting, not from what I did. It was kind of devastating for what, what we did. Uh, but again, this was, you know, 30, 40 years ago when I first got into the business and we were uh, we were doing some grout cleaning uh, on a lady's floor. And again, this was a I believe it was a a concrete tile and uh, you guys might not know what the concrete tile is. It's what's called a Cuban tile here in Florida. It's basically a poured concrete concrete tile that uh, uh, usually is stained or painted. And this, this client had us come in to clean the grout. Well, unbeknownst to us, The tile, and I forget what color stain it was, but we we went in there to clean the grout. And, of course, as we're cleaning the grout, we were using sulfamic acid, which is a pretty nasty acid. And uh, we ended up taking the dye, the stain, out of the tile. And the customer was upset. We were upset. We didn't know what to do. Should we? Can we restain it? No, they wanted the floor replaced, so we called our insurance company. And this insurance agent was really, really smart because he asked me several times, he says, were you cleaning the tile? Well, you guys know if you're cleaning grout, you're also cleaning the tile. I said, well, we were hired to clean the grout. The tile was fine. We were hired to clean the grout. So he submitted the claim uh, to the insurance company and ended up covering it because we were working on the grout and not the tile, although we really were. It was kind of a, a loophole sort of situation. So uh it's something to kind of keep in mind that, uh, some, you know, if, if you're working on something and you're ruining an adjacent surface and you were working on that surface, so, well, there, there may be a loophole. And that's where a really, really good uh, insurance agent comes in. All righty, folks, I'm going to take a quick break here. and When we come back, uh, I'll continue with some more of my horror stories I'll Be right back after this. Are you tired of lugging dozens of stain removal chemicals around to remove stains from stone, tile, or concrete? Did you know you only need three chemicals to remove almost any stain? From organic stains to inorganic stains, Dr. Fred's Ultimate Stain Removal Kit is all you need. The kit contains three reagents and includes a detailed ebook on how to remove almost any stain. So if you're trying to remove difficult ink or rust or simply coffee and other food stains, this kit is all you need. To order, contact Dr. Fred at 321-514-6845. One kit is sixty nine ninety five plus shipping. Alrighty, folks, we're back. And, you know, the, this next situation I had is, is again, an interesting uh, mistake that I made over and over and over and over again. And uh, I finally figured out how to uh, – how to correct this issue. And and, and I kind of hesitate calling it a mistake. I, I think it's more of a, well, let me just tell you what the story is and I'll let, I'll let you guys be the judge. And that is I would go in to a customer and I would sell them on, on my service. And when the guys showed up for work, well, let me back up. A lot of times they insisted that I be there. Now, you guys know, past a certain point, and you're you're not the only one doing the work. You're hiring employees that uh, you cannot always be on the job, and that's what happened with my company. I got to the point where you know I had several jobs going on at the same time. Now I would show up at those jobs in the very beginning and again at the end, and sometimes in the middle, but I wouldn't be there the entire time. Well, I've had customers insist that I'm there. So basically, what I've done is I've, I've given them the confidence that I know what I'm talking about, but they weren't sure about my employees. So I had to make sure they realized that when I sold the job, that, listen, I have, a, I have competent employees. They know what they're doing. I've trained them. Uh, you know, if there's an issue, I'll be here when this job starts. Uh, I'll be here when the job, when the job ends, obviously, to collect my checks. So that's one of the things you might, might want to look at. Now, I had a, another project, and I know I've told this story before on, on this show, but I, I think it's a really interesting story. I know I told this story on Luke's uh, show, Tile Money, as well. But uh, for those of you listening uh, for the first time, uh, this is kind of an interesting story. We we had a a project uh, that uh, I went in, looked at this particular project, and the the individual was was a lady. Uh, She said, go ahead. We want it done. She says, I've already called seven or eight of your competitors, and no one wants to touch this job. So I got your name through however they got my name. And uh, I took the job. Well, it should have alerted me from the very get-go that seven or uh, eight or the others uh, couldn't do this job. There was going to be a problem. Well, ironically, there wasn't a problem. Uh, it, the floor, it was a floor, came out beautiful, uh, had my guys show up. Uh, but, oh, well, let me back up. So she asked me, she goes, how long do you think this job is going to take? And at the time, I estimated it'd probably take a a good seven days, possibly uh, up to nine days to complete to get it right. And she said, "Okay, fine. Well, my guys got in there. I was there the first day. We got everything set up. And lo and behold, we got this job done in three days. At the end of the third day, I showed up. And this lady was doing everything but kissing my feet. Oh, my God, this floor looks beautiful. It never looked so good. I did to this floor, blah. I mean, just unbelievable. So I'm telling her exactly what we did going through the procedures. And I hand her a a, a, a care guide. And I said, this is how you're going to take care of it. And then I handed her the invoice. And this is where the problem came in. She said, oh. And I said, is there a problem? She goes, well, Yeah. And I said, didn't I not quote you that price? And she said, well, yeah, you did. But you said it was going to take seven to, 10, seven to nine days, and it only took you three. And I said, okay. So she goes, well, it should be less. And at that point, I was a little shocked, but I was a little quick thinking on my feet here because I had just completed reading a book um uh, that uh well, the name escapes me right now i'll think of it in a, in a second but anyway in this book they tell the story and the story is about the famous artist picasso and well, let just tell you the story picasso's sitting having dinner in this nice restaurant and someone comes up to him and says oh mr picasso you know i really love your artwork can you draw me something on the back of this napkin and i'll gladly pay you for it well mr picasso's a little perturbed and He just wants to eat his dinner, so he takes out a pen, scribbles a little something on the back of a napkin, hands it to the lady and says, well, that'll be $50,000. And the lady looks at Mr. Picasso and says, but sir, it only took you two seconds to do that. And he says, no, ma'am, it's taken me 50 years to do that. So then I followed up with that story to that lady, and I said, listen, ma'am, I said, you are paying for our expertise. You are not paying for our time. If you wanted laborers, you could have gone down to the, you know, the the rent place and rent labor, what I used to call rent a drunk, and uh, hire as many laborers as you want. And, you you know, you wouldn't have got the job done because they didn't have the expertise. You're paying for our expertise. And that's something I think a lot of you guys as contractors need to realize is that, you know, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into your business, uh, into your trade. And uh, you've learned, and uh, you've developed knowledge of how to approach things. Uh, Hopefully, you've learned from your mistakes, since we happen to be talking about mistakes. And, uh, you know, that's something you really, really need to keep in mind. So, uh, you know, from that point on, I was always hesitant about uh, telling people how long it would take. I would tell them how long it would take, you know, what I thought was, but uh, actually follow it up with – with a clarifier that, you know, we may get finished early. It may take a little bit longer. You know, sometimes I feel like saying to these customers, well, you know, uh, I quoted you X amount of dollars and I told you it would take three days. If it takes us six days, are you going to pay us more? <laughs> and, uh, of course, you know what that answer would be. They're, they're, they're not going to, not going to, not going to do that. So uh, kind kind of interesting. Um, you know, some other interesting, let's see, where's my page here quotes that uh, I, I thought were kind of, kind of interesting. Um this one is, I, I really like this quote. Good judgment comes from experience, and experience comes from bad judgment. And that was by Rita Mae Brown. Uh, another interesting one is, uh, uh, this is a little bit longer. In school, we learn that mistakes are bad, and we are punished for making them. Yet, if you look at the way humans are designed to learn, we learn by making mistakes. We learn to walk by falling down. If we never fall, fell down, we would never walk, by the author of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. so. You know, it, it's it, it's it's amazing. I mean, I still make mistakes today on this radio show. I make mistakes in my consulting business. And hopefully over the years, I've, I've learned from a lot of my mistakes. But, you know, remember, folks, we are human uh, and learn from from your, your learn from your mistakes. I've made mistakes hiring employees. Uh, you know, you feel sorry for them. You don't ask the right questions. And I'm not going to discuss that on on this show here today, but those are some of the things uh, you need to look at. I remember that almost one of the first jobs I ever did in the, in the stone restoration business was a floor that had lippage. And I took a hand grinder out, you know, old Makita, put a diamond cup wheel on there and went around and just ground all the lippage by hand. Well, you guys in the restoration, business know what can happen there. I dipped this tile horribly fortunately uh you know you could only see it at a distance but uh to to the trained eye you guys would you know would pick it up uh right right away so all right um i could probably spend all night here just talking about my uh my mistakes but uh, we don't have all night so uh tomorrow's thanksgiving i'm sure you guys want to get to uh to turkey dinner or whatever uh but i I've got, I've got a few more sto- quick stories i want to tell uh if you've got one you'd like to share the number here is 323 323- 870 3968. Would love to hear from you. Again, 323 870 3968. And let me take a quick break here and we'll be back right after this. Thank you, Tufskin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains. Tufskin guarantees it will not. Tufskin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with the proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Toughskin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F, skinprotection.com to learn more. All right, folks, I, I want to tell you a couple of quick, uh, well, well, this one isn't so quick, but it, it's kind of an interesting story. And again, uh, you may have heard this before, but I think it's a, a lesson well worth learning. And um, it's not really a mistake per se, but it could have been a, a mistake. And that is, I see contractors. I don't care what part of the stone and tile business you're in. I've seen contractors, they tend to get a little bit full of themselves. And what I mean by that is they start looking at jobs they don't want to take. Oh, I don't want to do that job. That job is too small. It's not worth my time. I'd rather have my guys, you know, wash the vans and trucks rather than send them out to do this particular job. And I actually got to that point in my career where I got to that point where, you know, "Ah, that job ain't worth it. Uh, You know, I've had friends in in the business that said, I can't send a guy out for any less than X amount of dollars a day. Otherwise, I'm not going to send him out. And let me tell you why that is a mistake. And I actually have two stories uh, where I could have made that mistake. I could have said, no, I don't want to do this job. And it would have cost me dearly. And the first one is this. I get a telephone call from a lady that said that they moved into this brand new house. This is a big house. And uh, they needed the the stone floor polished and they wanted me to come down and take a look at it. Now, unfortunately, it's on the other side of town, which was a good 30, 45 minute drive, depending on traffic. And I said, sure, I can come take a look at it. But she said, you have to come down on Saturday morning when my husband is here. Uh, Well, I didn't really like that because I had other plans for that Saturday, but something in the back of my head said, okay, I'll go down and I'll take a look at it. So, that Saturday morning, I get in my truck, drive all the way down to the other end of town, and it did take me about 45 minutes. I get to this house. I look at the lady's floor, and it's, it's got some, a little bit of grout film on it from the installation. So it basically needs a quick polish. I think I quoted her $500 or, or something, like, something like that. It's been a long, long time ago, so I don't remember, but that's irrelevant for the story. She said, oh, okay, well, that's great, but I need you to talk to my husband. And uh, he's out playing playing golf. Can you come back this afternoon? Now, at this point, I'm like $500 job and just drove 45 minutes to an hour away. And now I got to go all the way back to my office and then come back later to talk to her husband to tell her about what I'm going to do to this floor. So, again, little birdie on my shoulder said, OK, go ahead and do it. So I did. I uh, came back and I met with a husband. And this guy was full of questions. I mean, he was asking me all kinds of questions about the polishing process, whether I was going to use recrystallization and, you know, went on and on and on and on. And so finally he says, great, I want you to do it, but I want to be here when you do it. And the only time I can be here is Saturday. So I said, okay, uh, we'll do it. And I'm thinking, okay, we'll schedule it for next Saturday. We'll come down. We'll polish this floor real quick. We'll get a check and we'll make a mental note. Never. If this person ever calls back again, to tell them we're too busy or, or we're not doing this size job or whatever. So reluctantly, next Saturday, we get there, we set up, we're done with the job in two hours. And she's in love with what we did. I hand her the invoice and she says, oh, you've got to come back because my husband just left for a golf and he won't be back till this afternoon. And I'm sure he'll want to talk to you and he can he can write the check. So I'm like, I felt like saying to her, you got to be kidding me go ahead and mail the check. We'll be fine. No, no, no. You have to, you have to come down here. All right. So we get lost again for the rest of the afternoon. Now keep in mind at that particular point in time, we weren't really working on the weekends, but you know, we did. We come back, meet with him again. And uh, uh, kept me there for another hour, asking me questions, told him how to care for whatever, wrote me a check. And I was out of there again, mental note. If these people ever call back again, I don't want to do this job. Anyway, that Monday morning after that weekend, I'm sitting in my office. Now, let me back up a little bit and tell you that uh, I'm living in Orlando at the time. And uh, at the time, you know, the theme parks were growing, you know, just exploding. Hotels being built all over town. I was the only contractor in town, restoration contractor at the time in town. And, um, I've been trying to get into these theme parks for a very, very long time. Could never get the right person. Doors would shut in my face. Uh, I, I just, I gave up. How do I get into the theme parks? Well, I get a call that Monday morning from one of the hotels at, at the theme park. And they said, they want to meet with me about their lobby floors. Could I come down on Tuesday morning? And I said, well, no, I'm kind of busy. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I said, I'll be there. So, uh Tuesday morning, I get in my truck, drive down to the theme park, uh, get into the hotel, enter this conference room, and it's a big, huge conference room, and sitting around the table are probably six six or eight people in suits, and at the head of the table, guess who was sitting at the head of the table? The guy's house I did last Saturday. He happened to be the vice president of this theme park. From that day on, I had all of that theme parks work and then some referrals, like you couldn't believe. So, the lesson here, gentlemen and ladies, is you know, take a, excuse me, take a serious look at some of these, some of these smaller jobs and where they could lead. Remember, president of these companies has to live somewhere, so you know you're you're, you're swallowing your pride to do a small job. Yet that job can lead into a very, very large job. And that job ended up leading me to lots and lots of work. And, and even to this day, uh, I do consulting work for some of these theme parks. And uh, it's all as a result of me biting the bullet and doing that job, that pain in the butt job, and going back in, what, three or four, three or four times. Now, that happened to me on, on, a, on a smaller scale. Uh, one time with a little old lady that had this little foyer she wanted done. And it was like, you know, three foot by five foot. I mean, just, just tiny, tiny, tiny little foyer. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. She kept calling me and bugging me. I kept putting her off. You know, we're busy. We can't get to it this week. You know, whatever. I put her off for probably a month. Finally, I said, just to shut her up, I'll go out and I'll do this job. Well, this job ended, she ended up referring me. To everyone else in that neighborhood ended up getting a lot more work. so uh, lesson to be learned there. you know not only are you learning from your mistakes, but your mistake could be a mistake you haven't made yet and you are about to make and that mistake may be turning down some of those smaller jobs. So you know take a real close look at, at those tiny individual jobs and see where they can lead because you never ever know. Alrighty, folks, I'm going to wrap things up for this week. Uh, again, uh, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, so I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Please be safe, social distance if you can. Just be extremely, extremely careful. So until next week, thanks for listening. Uh, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, More Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net.